0: Do you take vitamins or any other form of regular supplementary medicine? I'd sort of do it periodically, but never sort of regularly. Not like some people who have those little plastic containers with Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, all mapped out with a, a litany of brightly colored pills inside. Maybe you take some vitamin D or a bit of calcium, some fish oil, or perhaps you just cover all bases with a multivitamin. If you do, you're certainly not alone. Nearly one in two Australians take some kind of dietary supplement every day. It costs something like $2 billion every single year. But taking some of these over-the-counter supplements in the wrong amounts, and I stress the wrong amounts can actually be damaging to your health. And it's sort of easier easier than you think really to take the, the wrong amounts given the sort of high milligram uh, counters, if you like, or ingredients listed on the label. I'd love to hear from you if you do take vitamins or supplements regularly and if you find that they work, tell me what you're taking them for and tell me if you've noticed a change. And if you haven't, why are you still taking them? Perhaps it's this promise of perhaps a, a future health benefit, a smoother Old age, perhaps? Uh, love to hear from you. 0418 226 uh, This one says, uh, for most people who take supplements, any perceived effect will be a placebo, says this uh, RN Drive listener. This one too. I take vitamin D and magnesium supplements. I also have B12 injections, three uh, monthly on uh, oncologists' advice. But Liz in Tasmania says, having read the article and the reports that we're talking about, she's cutting back on the magnesium due to foot problems as referred to in the reports today. Vitamin D is, I think, important because I'm fair-skinned and I don't spend much time in the sun, from Liz down there in Tasmania. Tell me about your vitamin or supplement regime and if it's given you any benefit or not, 0418 226576 Professor Matthew Kiernan is the Director of Neuroscience Research Australia, an independent not-for-profit research centre. Uh, welcome to you, Professor. The problem with overuse of vitamins really became obvious uh, in the case of one patient specifically, a bodybuilder, which might be characterised as a somewhat extreme case. But tell me about this bodybuilder. What was he taking, or she?
1: yeah well good afternoon It, it was a, an extreme case so i 'm a, a neurologist, and the patient turned up and had diagnosed himself with motor neurone disease on taking the history he 'd noticed he had problems with muscle cramps and muscle twitches and um, that had led to him looking up, you know Dr. Google and that led to motor neurone disease and hence his referral from the general practitioner. I suppose with motor neurone disease you usually have weakness. He didn't have any weakness, but he had a lot of twitching of muscles, and um, normally that could suggest an autoimmune condition, antibodies directed against uh, the nerve to make them fire off. And I was just having a general chat to him about you know what was going on in his life, and he said, "Look, he was he'd taken up this bodybuilding regime, and he's also taking a lot of vitamins. Could they be contributing?" And I hadn't you know clicked at all. It's not something that I would routinely ask about, and so I asked him to to show me what he was taking. And then he brought out, you know, 10 vials of various vitamins and we went through them one by one and like large doses, you know, 10 10 tablets of this type in the morning and four in lunchtime, a few in the the evening. And so we started to write down a list of all of the constituents in these various supplements and then could we go and check some of the levels in the blood. So one of them was uh, pyridoxine or vitamin B6 and sure enough when we checked it on his advice, it was his suggestion, um, it was through the roof. And so we put two and two together, this was probably the cause and so once he stopped taking the replacement, the levels went down. to normal and his symptoms gradually resolved so the twitching stopped the cramping stopped but also interestingly towards the end of this process all of the skin in his hands and feet peeled off so it's desquamation and that's a classical presentation of pyridoxine toxicity or vitamin b6 toxicity so it all fitted together he poisoned himself
0: So, so since you made this diagnosis and hopefully this um this patient improved Have you come across other stories like this? Because obviously bodybuilders uh, go to extreme lengths for their sport or their pastime. But I'm curious about any incidences for perhaps people in the regular cohort of vitamin or supplement takers.
1: Yeah, well, it's far more common than any of us thought. And, and your introduction one in two Australians are taking vitamin replacements. And linked to this story is a, a middle aged uh, woman who was taking magnesium replacement as part of a dietary approach, not extreme, who developed a peripheral neuropathy. So I suppose the first question is do we really need any vitamin replacement? And the majority of people don't. In Australia, a developed country, um, you know, good dietary intake of fruit and vegetables and, is sufficient to to cover that. If you think you are you need to take vitamin replacements, it's best to discuss it with a medical practitioner and have some oversight and following of that. So, you know, make sure that it's the right levels and it's not causing buildup of that particular vitamin in the bloodstream.
0: It feels like there's two kinds of errors in thinking here. One is, as you said, perhaps uh, people thinking that their their diet is somehow deficient and we do live in a a fairly rich uh, country in equivalent terms. And so there's this sort of, I don't know, this idea that marketing might uh, play its role. And then when you buy the product, perhaps you think you'll take maybe two because it's doubly as good for you. But that's kind of the error in people's thinking, isn't it?
1: Yeah, and I think both points are, are critical. So marketing, I mean, if you walk through the local supermarket, there are aisles of vitamins. If you go to Chemist Warehouse, there's multiple aisles of, of vitamins. So People start thinking, well, that, that, we must need them. The next thing is, as you say, you take one and that, that should be the standard. But maybe if I took two or three, I'll be even better and and hearing some of your callers earlier talking about whether they should take vitamin D, um, magnesium, B12. Most of these are, are not necessary. So they're just sort of adding them on into the system and ultimately they're broken down through your kidney and liver and go out in your urine and there's no purpose to any of this.
0: If you've just joined me on RN Drive, Professor Matthew Kinnan from Neuroscience Research Australia is my guest but talking about some of the cases he's uh, experienced with uh, people, consumers of multivitamins or vitamins or supplements, reporting all manner of health effects. Uh, as a result of taking too high a dose, I'd love to hear your experiences with vitamins or supplements—good, bad, or ugly. Zero four one eight double two six five seven six. Bridget uh, in Victoria says I don't take any supplements; I just have a varied diet of fresh fruit and vegetables. Uh, she also says horse owners are, are targeted by marketing for supplements to give their equine friends. Uh, the giveaway is the use of the word may in descriptions of the product's actions. Yeah, that's interesting. I think there's a lot of um, the big market now for pet supplements, which is probably a conversation for the, another day. This one too, a multivitamin tablet tipped me over from high dietary levels of B6 to way too high with numbness and tingling. Now I have to be very careful and very sensitive to levels of magnesium, potassium, even uh, calcium. So there's some interesting reports there that really kind of parallel with uh, what you have seen clinically there, Professor. Uh, Join me uh, in your thoughts or contributions about this. Uh, Well, maybe you've had some terrible side effects. Perhaps you've had some positive ones. 0418 226576. Just on that topic of supplementary medicines, what about things like fish oil and amigas or Chinese herbal medicines? I mean, you hear isolated reports every so often of people undertaking liver detox or kidney detox regimes, which go pretty awry. There's a bit of a risk in those as well, isn't there?
1: Yeah. Well, I think again, um, all the omega-3 you know, approaches, um, improving cognition, memory, none of that's really well established. And again, it's nothing better than your standard diet. Oftentimes the way that we work out that people are taking various supplements is they get standard blood tests and their liver function is abnormal. And we sort of say, why is it abnormal? And they might admit that they're taking various herbal concoctions. And, and so it is a risk for all of us. We have to know what we're, what we're taking, what is it, and what might it do to our body.
0: I've got to say, I was surprised about presentations to a neurologist. I mean, you, I'm seeing this on the text line as well, people that have taken B2 that have ended up being referred to a neurologist. I would have thought mostly the first protocol is that GP with more generalized side effects. Do you think that perhaps people are underestimating the neurological or even spinal effects that can be caused by these multivitamins?
1: Yeah, and I think also that when neurological symptoms develop, they're very alarming. So one of your callers there was talking about numb feet, and when this when that happens, immediately you want to get to the bottom of it. You want to go to the specialist and, and get it worked out. We do know that, and particularly from you know periods of you know, wars, world war, that, you know, the diets were not very good and vitamin deficiency has been the problem. So, we've been more attacking from a vitamin deficiency perspective. But now in a developed country and, you know, it's it's not an issue. So, it's more now toxicity, which is really um, quite an unusual discussion.
0: Yeah. So, is it a question about regulation here? Because to the best of my knowledge, vitamins and supplements are all uh, regular. If they do make a medicinal claim are regulated under the TGA in this country. What's the regulatory framework that's going to lead to some of these um, toxicity issues for some consumers?
1: Yeah, so you're right. The Therapeutics Goods Administration oversee this whole process and they've been tightening up the restrictions. So it's gone from a pure marketing approach to putting science behind it and ensuring safety. And part of that is, is this is why your program is important, community awareness, but also warnings on the um, containers themselves, like saying, you know, what, what is the standard dose and do this under you know, medical supervision. So I think the more the message gets out there, the more supervision there is. We're going to avoid these uh, problems that we're seeing more commonly now.
0: Another text which uh, would be very familiar to you, Professor, from Emily. She says, I've been taking uh, normal doses of magnesium for cramps on and off for four years. I've now been diagnosed with peripheral neuropathy caused by vitamin B6. Uh, My B6 levels are 10 times what they should be. uh, And I'm warning everyone uh, to to check their bottles of magnesium if they're taking it. Uh, She says this has been confirmed by her neurologist. B6 toxicity being a known cause of peripheral neuropathy. Uh this one too Dan in Melbourne says I started on a good quality multivitamin after a few days I realized I was very itchy all the time stopped the vitamin and the itching disappeared after a few days so these are more common than we think and given the, um, the surprising rate of consumption of vitamins in this country you know one in two do you think that there should be some better focus perhaps a parliamentary inquiry or something to create a bit of oversight here into some of the levels of toxicity that people are are experiencing.
1: Yeah, I think greater oversight is necessary. Um, parliamentary input is, is, will be necessary in, in the longer term. I think it's also a matter of understanding cause and effect because if people don't volunteer that they're taking supplements and normally doctors might not ask about that either. Like I, I wouldn't be doing this part of my standard approach. Normally you'd ask about what medications you're on If you don't tend to say what vitamins might you be taking or supplements. Now it's critical we have to ask these
0: questions to, to learn. Yeah, and I suppose that education goes uh, more broadly in terms of GPs as well. This text from Lisa says, my doctor recommended calcium and magnesium for period cramps and for PMT, it works very well, but uh, she did advise me uh, based on some clinical studies, so uh, that's the kind of practice uh, I suppose you need to see. Uh, Professor Matthew Keenan is the Director of Neuroscience Research Australia. Good to talk to you this afternoon. Thank you.
1: No, Thanks very much think bigger about the world we live in. Ask your smart speaker to play ABC RN.